2: everybody welcome into another episode of believe in kentucky last episode football wise things were a little quiet now we got a lot of stuff happening got a lot of stuff to talk about and here to do just that we got aaron gershon does his thing on the cats pause got stories cranking out on the portal and the recruiting class and everything we got the qb1 from montgomery alabama jalen whitlow in here and another guest been talking about him all season His his, his ears may have been burning he Played corner for the cats played in the league for the bears. You hear him on a lot of stuff that's Kentucky related leech report <laughs> big blue insider Larry Glover live round of shots has his own podcast called the locker talking about van house up in here with us this evening van. Aaron, Jalen, how's everybody doing tonight?
1: Can't complain, awesome.
3: man. I'm doing well. It, it is great to hear another Southerner on a podcast that went to Kentucky and couldn't leave. That's awesome to see and hear.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, man. The, the QB, man. That, that, that's
1: Yeah,
2: I, I appreciate that, man. I
1: appreciate that. That's That's a big one right there. Where you from, Yeah, though? yeah,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> it's a culture shock, but we adjusted. Where, where are you from? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, OK, cool. I got I got a
1: few friends from Baton Rouge. Yeah. yeah. A few friends from Baton Rouge. It's
3: a, it's a culture shock in many ways.
1: Oh, yeah, it is. It is. But uh, it was a uh, great experience, man. You know, outside of the weather, I enjoyed everything though. Facts. Facts. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> I don't know who you played with, but I'm sure some people drove you crazy because they
3: were not as football nuts as we are down
1: here. Yeah, a little bit, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things. I think once you get to once you get to the school, it kind of you know, because um, I mean, we we had a lot of kids from Florida, Georgia, yeah. Alabama. We had a couple, you know, Louisiana. We had a few South Carolina so we had a good we had a good mix we had a, we actually had a couple of kids from texas uh um, oh. so yeah so we had we had a good mix um and you know the the kids the, the players that we had from you know the, those northern states you know they they kind of got a uh you know they they got a, a, a taste of what you know how we kind of talk and think uh right. when it comes to football real fast right. and how you know how competitive and Sometimes crazy it can get, uh but you know those th- states like you know Tennessee and Kentucky, they, they people from there they un- they understand, you know what I'm saying? They 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 get it for the most part.
2: Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. The, and the Brad Van real cerebral guy. Look, you you've hopped on Cast Talk Wednesday with TV and I and, and all the other stuff you've been on, but the answer to a trivia question. So let's go and get that out there. Up you. Said, you know, the only dude that's ever picked off Peyton Manning in both high school and college. So, I mean, that's facts. Feather in your cap, man. Facts. <laughs> facts. And yeah. what, what
3: now? I think about it. They were both this junior year, too. How about that? Junior
2: in high school, junior year in, at Tennessee. What do he say to Take us uh, through the play at Tennessee and what he said to you at the uh, Okay. Doing, uh, All right. Play at
3: Tennessee. All right. I think they had – I can't remember if it was trips where it was slot and backside or was it a tight end, just a normal pro set. So I knew my linebacker on my side, my weak side linebacker. And if they run play action, he's getting sucked in just off top and we was in cover three. So I knew that front side when Peyton saw that safety come down, he was gonna come backside. I just off top, all right. And when he didn't hand the ball off, if you see the play, I'm actually playing man to man backside. Didn't even care about the receiver. I saw Peyton eyes. The linebacker was Deli Ali. He sucked up once Peyton something sucked up. He didn't look. It was just instinct. Nothing there. Boom! Throw it, and he just threw it, and I cut right in front and um and took it. So after the game. There was a safety, Corey Gaines, who played at Catholic here, and um, Peyton played at Newman, New Orleans. So they both came to me and said, Man, see, that's you guessing again. I'm like, see, <laughs> y'all watch me no on film. It's not guessing, it's anticipation. I told them what happened, like, yeah, okay, okay, you got me. You got me. <laughs> 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 it was also and the same thing on, on this on this uh, on his brother in high school. They like to run a comeback. They like to run comeback. They like to run comeback. And we run, we ran a lot of cover three in high school, and I just knew it. Down the distance, they come and come back, and I I just broke it before Cooper broke, and it was right in my just. <laughs> he was pissed off at that one
2: too. <laughs> man, it, was, it never gets old, man. Especially how he couldn't believe you. You know the fact that he was just. Man, how'd you how'd you do that? So yeah, dude. <laughs> that that kid, man.
3: Look, that kid. Now, it's bad at me to say a kid, bro. Peyton was in high school. Just think of you remember in Tennessee, a member of pros. He throws an ugly ball. He's yes, always throwing. It, it's not like the ball got ugly. His ball actually got better, <laughs> and but you couldn't get him because he threw the ball before. The receiver was even in his cut. So if you're just playing man or not having good eyes on the quarterback, you would never pick one off because he was throwing it so early. That kid was so smart, man. It, it was because we ran multiple defenses in high school. So we was like, oh, we're going to get him because we're going to show this. Man, he was looking at us like, yeah, right. I got you. I got you. No, that kid, man. Unbelievable Between the um, between the ears, man.
2: That kid always been that way. And was it? You know, and we we're definitely gonna get to everything happening with Kentucky this week, but Fred White, who played at Tennessee with him, you guys had him on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Fred basically said Peyton is the one that pretty much invented the the back shoulder fade, but he was just throwing him in practice and I mean, he, he 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 was pretty hunkered down on that opinion. He said this dude was doing this to us in practice and I mean He is, he
3: was the, and I'm just throwing out, thinking about it. He was the Tiger Woods of football back then. Just a young kid, just smart, did things that, now he didn't have the unbelievable talent, but man, the things that he was doing now, he obviously couldn't beat Florida. If he would have beat Florida, he might be classified as probably one of the greatest quarterbacks in college history. But since he couldn't beat Florida, he couldn't win a national championship, and a bad part for him is the next year they went with T Martin. Dude. Yep. That really ruined his legacy as far as <laughs> that level. But man, he was amazing.
1: Shout out to T Martin, too, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, man, what y'all think, man, as far as everything this week? You know, did the class turn out like you thought? Did the portal pop like you thought just gotta get yourself <laughs> just dive in and, and take it wherever y'all want to take it man Yeah,
4: man, about a month ago, there was some there was some reasonable concern, right? I mean, the class wasn't highly ranked. I think they were in either the 40s, high 40s or 50s uh, over at our system at 247. And obviously, you couldn't really uh, predict the portal at that point, you just didn't know who was going to go in. And you know, you knew the areas of need what they were going to be, but you didn't know what names and you didn't know how high profile you were able to go get. But to get the number one quarterback on the market and you just turn on, just watch him play and you see why that's a hell of a start. You get, you know, one of the top running backs who was one of four thousand yard rushers in the sec and ran all over your defense in your own house earlier this season. That's pretty damn good. And obviously I thought portal wise, they addressed every hole they really needed, uh, kind of instant plug-and-play guys. And then, you know, in the high school ranks, uh, the really impressive part is always when, in this day and age, when you can get the kids that you have commit months in advance, even a year for uh, some cases, to get them to actually sign on the dotted line ain't easy. Just look at, you know, what Louisville's going through. Look at what Texas A&M, Notre Dame. I mean, it's not easy. Um, And they were able to get all those kids signed and, you know, get a couple – uh, flips or, uh, again, was one was Michigan state flip, uh, Javon Brown from, uh, uh, Michigan state, uh, the linebacker from Florida that Mike Stoops went out and got. And then, um, you know, the defensive lineman who flipped from Florida state, the one from Savannah, Georgia. So uh, I thought overall, you know, all things considered where cause some of the concern was a month ago, uh, especially in the portal. I thought they did an excellent, excellent job.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, uh, I was, uh, you know, my, the first thought that came to mind was, man, they they must have uh, kind of gained some ground on this NIL thing or this collective thing yes. because, you know, let's be honest, you know, a lot of these kids, that's that's what they're asking about. Um, but nonetheless, I think with the quarterback sign um, and with the, the high, just the high school kids, I thought it was a uh, definitely a step in the right direction. And I actually thought about it. I talk, talked to myself yesterday about this. I was like, man is this going to be the best roster we've ever seen at Kentucky? At least that I'm aware of. I'm sure there, there were some great rosters in the past, but from 2012 when, when I was privy to Kentucky football to now, this will be the best roster on paper that we have seen. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And I say on paper because yeah, obviously you got to put it together, but this will be, you know, if you take into effect, you know, okay, what they got at quarterback, running back receivers may be one of the best in the, you know, maybe in the country, you know, from top <laughs> to bottom. And I'm sure they're not done yet, especially with the quarterback, signing, you're going to attract some good players on offense, uh, you know, and, and, and still in the linebacker out of uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, that was, that was, that was pretty, pretty impressive, man. So I'm anxious to see how, you know, things continue to develop into uh, you know, all the way up into next season. Cause as we know with the transfer portal and, you know, kids signing late and all of this stuff. So you're going to see a lot of movement. But uh, look, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what Vince and <laughs> Coach Stoops, both Coach Stoops, I don't know what they got in their sleeve, man. But uh, it's, it's, it's really impressive, you know, to be honest with you. I mean, yes, they got the facilities. Kentucky brand has grown a lot in the past five, six years. Um, I think you're starting to see kind of um, the fruits of, the labor, so to speak, when it comes to, you know, just the grind of the 10 years Mark Stoops has put in uh, to try to get the best staff, the best players, the best facilities. He's, you know, he, he's kind of, you know, stuck his neck out there and tried to really get, get the best he could um, and starting with getting facilities the right, you know, that they deserved. When I was at Kentucky, we had okay facilities, but let's be honest, we were behind a lot of people. Uh, back in 12 and 13, we were behind the the, the Alabama's, the Tennessee's. You know, you know, we were behind those guys, you know, on in, in every aspect when it comes to facilities stadium, locker room, practice facilities, everything. Um, so everything seems to be uh looking up, you know, when it comes to 2023. Uh, and I, and I saw you mention Notre Dame. You know, I yeah, I was telling people a while ago, I was like, look, you know, this 2022, man, these kids. They 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 don't care about a Notre Dame, you know. Notre Dame don't have the same name as they had in the past. I mean, I'm talking to these high school kids every day. They they don't they didn't even know Notre Dame was relevant in the past. They don't even know anything about Notre Dame. All they see is what they see: the Bama's, the Texas, right, the USC, right, the 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 Florida States, kind of uh, LSU. Those that's what they see. So. I was telling people, I was like a lot gonna happen in these last few days of signing. Day, and it and it, you know, it came true. So shout out to uh Stoops and Company, man. You know, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing right, but I, I need to learn what they're doing because uh <laughs> they are able to, you know, they somebody got a mouthpiece on them over there. They're able to persuade a lot of people to to you know to make that decision to come to Kentucky, which is good. You know, it's gonna be exciting, exciting off season.
3: Man, it it is crazy. Jalen took just struck me with that because when and just say 12 months ago we thought last year's team was the best team on paper. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, this is true. We thought with C-Rod and then Will and when yep. the receivers and the defense with Jordan Wright and we were coming back that that was the best team. Now we're going to come back again but <laughs> 2023 is the best. How would have Edwards thought, I don't know, Jalen, I think, had a little more positive history UK than I did. That seven and five would be a down year for the University of Kentucky. There go were ahead. a lot of times where eight wins, seven wins get us to the damn Music City Bowl or the Liberty Bowl, and we're all ecstatic. Now we go seven and five, two penalties away from being nine and three, and we are not happy. It's kind of crazy how far we've gotten. This, this, um, there are a lot of people with BBN who owe Stoops and Morrow a big apology because a lot of people it's like they're resting on their laurels. These guys are not out doing it. What is Stoops doing? He is he really out on the trail, <laughs> dude? The culture that, and this is how I know the culture is good. Boss man is from Baton Rouge, boss man comes from a situation, all right. Um, Dare is coming from a little north of here, but comes from a situation. When Bossman comes here, I'm going to say the word, quit the last two games of the season. Yep. Stoops does, does not air him out. He just says, no, you can't do it. Will You go off and do, do your thing. That guy spoke highly of Stoops after quitting on the team and got Dare to come here. He sure did. Dude, that's the – I don't like personally some of the things because I am close to 50 of what Stoops does with the players to me, maybe a little lenient, but that's what this generation needs and the culture. And who would have thought a number one quarterback in a portal, retired 30 years old. Cause there's a 29 year old quarterback's who got an eligibility this year. Who would have thought that that top quarterback would come to Kentucky? Yeah, that's- No one would have ever thought I- that. Ever. It's I don't care perfect. who it is. Yeah. And for, for him and people don't understand that SEC only had, I think, four or 5,000 yard Four, Four. One of them was at Vandy, which is the Harvard of the South. He's going to decide to come to Kentucky. Yeah. After rolling up a hundred, a buck and a quarter, I think, on us in, in Commonwealth. He sure did. Come on, man. At, I don't know what special sauce. I I know what he's doing, but for him to have the players lead the program is crazy how successful they are and how it hasn't gone the other way. There's a lot of player led programs that go the other way. When you start losing, it's all good when you're 10 and two, but when you, you start losing games in a row and fans start getting on you, that kind of can turn if you don't have a maturity. So for that's crazy. Um, two guys, I would see him a DB. There's two guys that I think that they got in this this um, round of of
0: the portal guys that
3: come to this university. Yep. JQ Hardaway, dude, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he will start next year.
0: Uh, I think so, so too.
3: No doubt about it. That guy, I watched his high school film. His eye discipline at the age of 18 was on par, uh, better than most college guys. Um, that guy will start. I'm gonna pencil him in as a starter right now. And now I'm gonna see a guy that I saw film, and this is what and I didn't know about him. When I saw him sign in a suit, a blazer, <laughs> and his parents were dapper. And then I saw Alabama Christian. I'm like, that sounds like kind of the, the situation Van House was in. Private school, <laughs> down <laughs> south, dressed proper. But he's a man in the streets, but a dog in between those white lines. And that's the kind of guy I like those guys. And he play a little offense. So I'm going to say watch out for him. Drew Phillips and Harrison and Jordan Robinson, watch out. You got an 18-year-old. He's coming ready to take your lunch. Mm.
4: And they're loaded at safety, man. I mean, they've got obviously Zion children's really came on at the end of the year. You're going to get Vito Tisdale who can play there. You play nickel uh, coming back. Hopefully he'll be, you know, fully healthy and, you know, you won't even notice he was hurt, but uh, that's obviously he went through a lot this year. And, um, Jordan Lovett I thought all things considered there were some you know freshman mistakes but all things considered man I thought he played a really good he did a really good job and he got better kind of at that center field spot later in the year too and got a couple picks at the end of the season so it's really exciting that they were able to get those two DBs because you're gonna you're losing your two cover corners this offseason with Keeshan Smith and now Carrington Valentine and also I, I think the biggest Not the biggest win, but one of the I think it's almost flying under the radar now with Leary Davis and these corners is getting Marquez Cox, the left tackle, 33 starts at left tackle, 33. I mean, we remember last year, kind of the excuse that was being made is there weren't that many available starting tackles in the portal. And they were, you know, they lost Tyler Steen out to Alabama and some of the higher profile programs were getting those guys. A guy, I mean, there had to be a ton of schools on that kid, and uh, that, that is a that that to me is massive, and obviously, Tanner Bulls, too, coming from Alabama, I know he you know didn't have much starting experience, but he's played plenty. Uh, played in the playoffs he's played at four different positions uh, I mean great versatility there he'll compete at left guard and especially or right guard I guess yeah because it sounds like Kenneth Horsey's is going to come back so I mean man the the issue and you made a good point Van how last year we were saying that that this this past year would have been the best roster I think everyone for the most part I mean correct me if I'm wrong I don't know if you said anything before the year But the offensive line, we overlooked it because they've been so damn good there and they've just been churning talent uh, from their, you know, from the backups and just plugging them in and they've been great and it didn't happen this year. And that's okay. I mean, it was a really young and inexperienced unit, but now you're adding two really experienced guys. I thought Eli Cox got a lot more comfortable at center the year went on. You might get Kenneth Horsey back at his natural position, uh, right tackle. I think both G, uh, Jeremy Flax and DeAndre Buford did some good things, some bad things, but they'll have a whole nother year under their belt and have a whole offseason to get ready. So, I mean, that's why you look at uh, like um, Jalen was saying, you look at this roster uh, now that the offense line should be better and you're, you you addressed the needs at corner, that was going to be your biggest need on defense. You're getting a ton back at safety. Uh, inside backer, you're going to feel amazing with Trevin Wallace and D-Jack. I mean, both of those guys I thought played great. Uh, the defensive line is mostly going to be the same. I mean,
2: yeah, it looks pretty darn good to me. <laughs> I think, uh, which Aaron, I know you were listening. The stoop was on, I think went on KSR today. Yeah. And the phrase he used, he went back to, you know, how – everything's falling into place to go back you know my job is to win games and contend for championships and he used the phrase instead of you know dropping off and it being a two or three years to get back to where you were he said we can get right and i'll quote right back to re-attacking so yeah. it's like we don't this damn little seven and five is a little bump in the road get right back to where we were and where we thought we were going to be this year, but that right back to re-attacking, and it, yeah. it, the pieces are in place for that to happen. Going
4: especially, into- especially if you got your play caller back. <laughs> I, mean, uh, uh-uh. I mean, I, yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, obviously that, that is where it's going and that that's huge, man. I mean, they, it was the only year the Stoops there. They had a top 50 offense in America and it was 21st. I mean, to get his play calling back and to have an experienced guy under center who was just amazing when he's healthy. Now the the only issue with Leary obviously is the health, uh, but you know, two freak things. He had the peck and I think he had a broken leg in 2020. So uh, you got to keep him healthy and upright, but that's part of the reason you're fixing this offensive line. And I I also think it's really, it says a lot what they think of, I think more, more so Destin Wade, maybe Kaya Sharon too, but more so Destin Wade that, they picked a one and done guy. I mean, Graham Mertz would have been a two-year guy. There are some other guys on the market uh, that would have been, had more years of eligibility, but they purposely sought out the one-year guy. Uh, and I think that's big too, you know, for in this day and age when, if it's not your job, you're getting in the portal, uh, that's going to help you keep guys like Wade and Sharon because one year they, they understand development still has to be there. Um, Bo Allen was sitting for three years already or two years I guess it would have been his third year sitting so uh I, I just think they they just knocked it out of the park in so many different ways
2: yeah oh go ahead yeah I was just, he he kind of like you said he went out his way to say to this point the young guys you know sharing away yeah. and we we made it known to them while we're bringing this guy in but you know as far as he's more ready to compete but to this point so like you said the the confidence when them down the line We'll see. Like, yeah, so, yeah, that's all. I not mean to jump in. From but it's good.
4: That, no, you're good, but it's good because when you say something like that and you have that open, honest conversation, you're going to keep guys where they're at. Uh, you know, Bo Allen hit the portal, so. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, think, uh, I think the secret sauce is um, the Devin Leary kid is still kind of injured. So, yeah. he'll get back without having a lot of kind of prep for spring ball. And I'm telling you, man, that Destin Wade kid is going to push Leary. I'm just I telling agree. you, he, he he is. And he's a guy that you find a role for next year, uh, even a very, very small role. And he's your second guy. If he, if what I'm hearing from Lexington is correct, he's a guy that you find a role for because he may be your next guy. If what I'm hearing is correct, I
0: keep hearing some things about the
1: kid that's pretty good um so you know i'm sure you know stoops did a good job of meeting with him one-on-one and, and kaya too because again like kaya has talent he got in the game and he did some good things his first game ever uh we gotta you know take it slow with some of these new kids in the pro style system you know first game ever he got in the game and did some good things so i think it's uh again is the secret sauce man he showed you know he showed Devin leary hey look this is what Will did in one year. And he immediately became a first round draft pick, you know, type prospect. So you already have a name. If you come in here and do, you know, 80% of what he did playing in this offense, this style of offense, you are a first-round draft pick. So you know he had the conversation with him, uh, especially and you have better, let's keep it a buck, you know, no disrespect to everybody else. You got better weapons than what Will had. Okay. You know. You got, you got guys, Will, first year, he had one great receiver, great yep. guy. Um, the next year, he had, a, he had a few good receivers, young but good. Now he's about to have arguably one of the most explosive players in the country in Barry on Brown. And that's not even arguably. You can't argue no. that. He is. Um, you about to have Robinson back. Tavion, <laughs> Robinson back. You're about to have uh, Dane Keith, who's probably one of the most craftiest freshmen that Kentucky has seen in a while that receiver. You better have an explosive backfield. Um, I still like the running back. What's his name? Uh, McLean. McLean. McLean and the other one. Uh, um, right. Lavelle. Right. Lavelle. Right. I, I like him a lot. You know, at running back, I like him a lot. So you got a you got an explosive backfield. You got an experienced offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Good so tight end room, too. <laughs> it didn't take very long for him to uh, tight end room. It's probably top four in the uh, country.
4: Like dingle, and Those man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> those are, yeah, it, those yeah. are dudes. Yeah. Don't forget it about did, Cummings. It, yeah. And yeah. Cummings, yeah, now that yeah. Cohen's
4: back, now that Cohen's back, he'll be out of yeah. that doghouse that he, yep. he made one mistake and
0: got put in.
1: It didn't. I don't think it took very long for him to sit down with Devin Leary and paint that picture to him and say, look, you know, this is what you can do, you know. You know, let's 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 look at the scope of things. You got Vanderbilt. Who's Vanderbilt? You know, they'll play you good every now and then. Like this year, you know, they got to the win. You know, unfortunately, but Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. Florida, I don't think Florida's that good, personally. South Carolina's up and down. They'll beat you if you let them. You know, but Kentucky's going to have a better roster, in my opinion. Um, I mean, you look at that that schedule, man. I mean, I, of course, you got Alabama at home. Uh, you got Missouri, who I think Kentucky has a better roster than Missouri. Um, you know, you got Georgia, who Georgia is going to be the best team in the country next or year. Georgia, yeah, um, and w- with the receivers that they got. Let's yeah, keep, they realize let's
4: they're allowed to use the portal now. Yeah, <laughs> let, let,
1: let, let, let's be let's let's be honest with that. But hey, I mean, again, you never know. I mean, South Carolina went into uh, into that game against Tennessee. Tennessee had the better team. And they they, they struck butt, they yeah. struck gold. You know they on offense they you know. So again, you know I don't want to like, I don't want to you know go too far with this, but um, it's never too early. It's never yeah. too early. Throw it
3: out there. There's, off not, a, a ten a, there's two. not even a <laughs> ball attendant <laughs> Throw it off <up> there. <laughs> it,
1: it, 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 if you know if they stay healthy, they have a good off season. Everything goes where it's supposed to go. I think they could do really good things. Don't, that's, don't that's, I, what I'm leave, I, that's what I'm going to leave am at. I'm, I'm don't forget, they can't one, win maybe. in
4: Starkville, though.
1: They gotta sure, win in Stark. They no, gotta win in
3: Starkville no, for once. No, no, I'm tired of the damn history. I'm <laughs> look. I'm tired of people talking about the history of Kentucky. I'm sick of it. And, and I'm one of the guys on the squad that were a contributor to the to the bad history of Kentucky. I'm sick of it. I don't want. I don't want to hear we don't win in Starkville. I don't want to hear. <laughs> now Jalen knows Starkville is the worst locker room in the history <laughs> of lock of road it, locker room. It, it, it
1: don't get worse.
3: I'm a, now. That's the thing people don't understand. That's the stress. You don't think, but that's the stress yes. you put on athletes before the game. Yes. Happen, yeah. Having to sit on the toilet in the middle of everybody else. The training table's to your leg. You have to do that. It's stressful. Some people can't use the bathroom. Oh,
0: yeah. Then
3: it's the drive there. There's nowhere in Starkville. Well, it's probably different now. Back in the 90s, they didn't have a bit of hotels. Dude, it's all crap. But to get Hello? back on this, all right. Marquise Cox, to me, is the Rondo effect of the Lakers in the bubble year. Mm-hmm. When Rondo came back to the Lakers, it allowed everybody to go back to their natural position because they didn't have a true point right. Goal. The same thing happens now. You lost the point. Um, I'm on my knees every night praying that Horsey comes back for another year. I know he said in a tweet that I'm going to decide. Yeah. Come on, Horsey, come back. <laughs> you move Horsey back to, to guard. Now you got center guard tackle that are legit. I will wide zone the hell out of everybody to the left side. You know it's coming, but you can't stop it. You don't. And Jalen will probably knows since he's a quarterback. I can deal with. One meh defense, uh, offense lineman. I can scheme around a tackle, one hundred percent. Scheme around my right tackle being he not, he's not—he's good, but he's not that good. I can't scheme around my left guard being bad and my right tackle being bad and my center being inexperienced. I can't do that. So now that left side is locked down. If Horsey comes back, you know what? I'm putting on the university. Horsey is coming back. Our left side yeah. is going to be Cox, Horsey, and Cox. Shh. Unbelievable. That changed the whole landscape of the offense. Even I call plays when I got that side <laughs> of the line locked down. It makes a difference. So yeah. that, for one, was the greatest get. man. I, that guy, if you watch the first half of him against us in that game, he locked down some guys. Deon he, was, he balled ball. out. Deion Walker couldn't do anything. Sanders and Ripka couldn't do anything. When he went out, it kind of helped us a little bit. Trust me. He had that left side on lock. So him coming, Emma, when you come to Kentucky, Jalen knows, when you, my recruiting visit to Kentucky was just a, my fifth recruiting visit. It was my fifth visit. I'm going to take my, I'm going to enjoy my time. Never been to Kentucky. I'm going to go there and just have fun. Was not coming to Kentucky. Went there like, okay, this is a place I'm, this is the only visit my parents didn't come with me on. <laughs> I'm going. When that guy came to Kentucky, and speaking of visitor locker room, know who has the best visitor locker room? What I was playing was ours. <laughs> we had the best visitor locker room. And for him to come there and under, and see how the fans and all that stuff, man, I'm sure he was like, "Man, this might not be a bad place to come." And lo and behold, he's here, man. That that like Aaron said, that's probably the I would say he's one because I think if you get him, you can get another quarterback. Him and JQ are probably the two best. Because when we when we heard that Carrington's leaving, it became cornerback Absolutely. a must. It wasn't a must if Carrington was coming back, but once he decided to enter the the draft, it was like okay, now we need to find a corner yep. and to get him, dude. Those are yeah, the two best wins on on this this
1: recruiting cycle for sure. Yeah, I think it's big when you say uh, you know because. Coaches never start recruiting. You know, I'm sure they know that. I mean, you plan against a kid, and a few months later, he's on your roster. I mean, that's, you know, you always kind of making an impression. And you made another good point, because I didn't even think about this um, in depth. But, yes, going to Mississippi State, this is, this is how they get you at Mississippi State. <laughs> you know, going, I know hit your point. We stayed in a hotel somewhere away. Yeah, so you—I mean, you—that drive- happened at Old Miss
4: for them too, by the way. They stayed. I when I went down yeah, there, I Tupelo. stayed right
1: by them in Tupelo. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you—I mean, you're driving. It's nothing on a, like it's nothing there. You no. know what I'm saying? And, and then it's boom. Here comes Starkville. It's a campus. I remember we went. We walked in the locker room. We looked and we saw that toilet. <laughs> we like, bro. It has It adds a new. And I was like injured that game. I ended up playing a little bit and got injured even more. But I remember going into the locker room like, man, this is nuts. Like, I got to I'm getting my my ankles taped right next to this guy who's, you know, it's like, it's ridiculous. And like he said, the psyche of an athlete, everybody got their routine. Everybody got their, you know, some people like to get secluded, you know, get in the space and kind of listen to music or do whatever, meditate, whatever they're doing. And you can't do it there. Like, it's you got you got to you almost got to walk outside to get any type of you know space. It's like you yeah. shoulder to shoulder, you literally getting dressed. You know, a half of a foot next next to another naked dude. Like it's yeah. it's it's unreal, man. And they do a good job of playing that mind game at Mississippi State. Then you come out, and here come the cowbell. So yeah, that's that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tricky place to play. But you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, I think. uh you know, I think Liam kind of figured out that, you know, he may like this college thing a little bit more
2: because
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, he, could, he could come in and he, he has, a, he has a, a bigger presence in the college game. You know, coming from where he comes from, being who he is, he has a bigger presence. And he knows, um, you know, financially uh, it's going to be okay. And he's going to be able to help so much in recruiting by being a college coach that you know, I'm not sure what his contract will say when it comes to bonuses for getting certain guys, but he's a he's gonna land like shocking recruits at quarterback. He's already it's already been one. Uh, you know, he's already been one. I'm not counting yeah. Levis because Levis was really like, you know, Levis didn't really play a lot of quarterback, you know, from a passing standpoint. Yeah. He was more of a wildcat guy getting in and run the ball. But he saw something there. Yeah, he saw something. He had a he had a keen eye. But this, this Leary kid, everybody in the country who needed a quarterback reached out to Devin Leary.
2: 20%. Everybody.
1: There's not one that didn't, I'm sure. So, do, do, you know, if you can land him, the confidence that that builds with everybody else, coaches, players, high school recruits, portal recruits, is, is I mean, it's invaluable what are you doing. Now you got to put it on the field, and he's already shown that he can. But, you know, I just think, you know, if if he were to stay and stay a while, you know, I don't know if he wanna be a head coach or not, but um and Brad White still on board, man, this is gonna be uh it's gonna be fun to watch because I you know I finally get a chance to, you know, we can kind of revisit 2021 <laughs> and actually see the ball being see some real down offense down the field, you know, to receivers that can run down the field and catch the ball. Uh because last year, man, it you know, man, it's you know, I felt like sometimes the the arm wasn't being put on display. Now you got another guy who got it. No, let's let's put that thing on display man because it's only going to help you get more Barry on Browns on campus.
4: Liam Cohen got Merriam Brown, he got Dane Key because Dane Key was ready to go to South Carolina and right. he saw what they were doing on offense and right. decided to stay home. And then he yeah. got Shamar Porter, too. I mean, if you look, he's the, he's he got Shamar Porter, he's been locked for a while, and he got Tavion Robinson. And Tavion, I don't think if Liam's coming back, Tavion Robinson's gone. He yeah, he did definitely. not like Rich Scanger, he kind of yeah. made that clear. But you know what you love about Cohen's offense outside of the fact it was successful is you look at Mark Whipple, who's the guy that he worked under. What does Mark Whipple do so well? He gets his best player the damn ball. And that's what, and that's exactly what he did with Wandale. He got it to him no matter how he got it to him. And he's going to be able to do that a lot with Barry on. Uh, and he's gonna do that with now. He's got multiple guys, he can get the damn ball. That's and that's huge. So it is yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun watching this offense. And like I mean, you said though, you gotta stay healthy. Everyone's gotta, especially the quarterback.
3: Well, yeah, they look they at have, look, at, look at is gonna be easy. Yeah, Yeah. because if he gets if Lee, if Levis goes first round (laughs) and Leary goes first round, all they got to do is say, guys, I got two first round draft picks. Uh, There are a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of quarterbacks who gonna want to come to Kentucky because he's got a pro style offense, which translates to the next level. And he got two guys first round picks. And and don't let Wondell went second round. Baron Brown is going to be first or second. Dan Key is going to probably right now be second or third. You got Tay Robinson is probably going to be second or third. Now the history, the legacy of his output is going to become ridiculous, and that's when it's going to become easy to start recruiting wide receivers to
1: come. Yeah, and I I think if you – Yeah, it said itself. You put both together, you say, okay, Mark Stoops want to run the ball. All right, Liam Cohen coached Cooper Cup. Go look at Cooper Cup stats. All you got to show a high school kid is Cooper Cup stats. That's all you need to do. That's <laughs> yeah. all you need to see.
0: I bet Cooper, you that helped them Cooper last Cup, cycle. Yeah.
1: Yes, Cooper Cup, number one receiver on the LA Rams. This kid. I mean, you watch the Rams. You're like, man, when are they going to stop giving it to him? Right. I mean, they 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 give him the ball. They that's right. They hard. find a the way. They hand it to him. They throw it to that, him that, out of the backfield. Throw it to him down the field. I mean, every yeah. single every that, way. That's the Mark Whipple tree right there. Yep. yep. And you know, and I'm uh, you know. And now he got guys where well, he can kind of spread that thing around uh yeah. next year. But as we know, Barry on Brown probably gonna be the future guy. But um, he's gonna he's gonna spread it around pretty good because you can you cannot neglect those tight ends. You got Dan Key, you got Tavion Robinson. So uh it's gonna be exciting to see, man. I'm hoping, you know, I said this last year, but I'm definitely hoping to uh I want to go up and watch the spring practice and kind of get a chance to watch, even this spring game. And Get a chance to see that thing up close and personal because um, I think it's exciting to see, you know, a school that I play for that, that is, that's doing something cutting edge on offense, you know, has a track record of, you know, now of getting really good quarterbacks in. Uh, and I think they're going to sell some more tickets too, man. Uh, so, oh, yeah. you know, that's what it's all about. Mark's a happy guy. <laughs>
4: Hey, the I mean, attendance this year, man. I mean, all things considered, and obviously things didn't go as planned. It, it, it was pretty, pretty good. good. It was outside, of the, outside of the Vanderbilt game, it was almost full every single game. And even the Vanderbilt game wasn't bad. It, it was the weather was more so the issue. So yeah,
3: it it it's it's crazy. I'm gonna say this. However, I love Will Levis, unbelievable talent, arm talent is out the roof. You got a guy with a Pentium processor. He's going to be yes. processing things a lot faster than Will. Will sometimes had a 54K modem sometimes. This kid doesn't. This kid would be able to go from one to two to backside three much faster and with much more confidence than Will did. And when you got three to four options, it's going to become a lot. That backside wide receiver is going to run a real route.
0: Yeah.
3: He's not going to say, yeah, <laughs> we reading that side. I'm just going to take this playoff. No. This guy might come to you, and you better be there because if you don't, he might not throw to you ever again.
4: And he doesn't just get rid of the ball; he doesn't turn it over. Right? <laughs> he I mean, he does not. What was it, thirty-five and five? Yeah. Of the five, touchdown! Five. That's Seven. insane.
2: That's insane. Seven to one CD to INT. Right? Yeah, that's
4: crazy and uh, yes. i mean that was the one thing that you always wanted to rip your hair out with will even 2021 the, the interception numbers were way too high i mean 13 and 10 uh, is not good enough i mean mm-hmm. I, I, i'm not trying to rip this but right. 35 right. and 5 is a lot yeah, better yeah. than 13 and 10 or 19 and 10 and uh, 24 and 13 and will
3: sometimes wouldn't let it go if i had right. that rifle on my shoulder dude you oh, 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 oh. Just get rid of it, that thing it's coming it's not, <laughs> i read <laughs> something you're gonna have to make sure you catch it. You're gonna damn right. a finger, or what? But if I read something, I'm I got a tight window, and I got this arm.
1: Like 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 Dion, I'm coming. Right, I'm coming.
3: <laughs> now, dude, you can't stop this rifle if you're yeah. not eyes on me. Eyes on me. If I'm quarterback, play quarterback in high school. If the DB eyes not on me, he don't know the ball's coming. Even though it might be tight coverage, he can't see the ball my receiver can and if i have confidence in my receiver i'm letting it rip and he was something he was... Mm. and when you got that old line we had this mm,
2: yeah this is it's a bad recipe Yeah, it sure did now van you mentioned something you said you know where you older guy like stuff stoops does you kind of don't agree with being lenient Jalen, you played for him, so you knew what kind of a player's coach he was. Have we kind of seen maybe the dividends of that where he's he's been a player's coach pre-NIL? We talked about this hmm. before. And now you have Wondell who goes to Nebraska, but you get him to come back after it doesn't work out. Him, It's not like he's got a fake to get these relationships because he's already had them. He hasn't really had to change anything, even though the landscape has changed with NIL. So it's him being himself, and you play for him. It's it's just kind of working out as well. It's, it's playing a role in getting these guys that you miss from the first time. But hey, you you don't burn a bridge, and they want to come right back to you.
1: Yeah, you know, he do Stoops do a good job of uh, he he do a good job of communicating where you are, like. You know, you got those coaches who kind of like leave you in the dark. Uh, yeah, you're you're one of our guys, but you know, <laughs> but Stu's do a good job. I mean, and he's honest. Like he, you know, that's one thing I respect about him. He's gonna give you, you know, I mean, he 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 keep it a beam. You know, he 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 you know, and it's the truth. Like it's not, you know, it's not sugarcoated, it's the truth. This is where you are, this is where you need to be or this is where you are, and we like you right here, you need to stay here, whatever it may be, you know. So I think he understands this generation of players coming in, and he understands that, you know, they may not see – and this, I don't want anybody to take this, you know, in a negative light, but they may not see football kind of like how we saw it growing up. Like, when I was growing up, like, we had people betting on our Little League games, you know. It was like – it was that serious and we took it really serious. We, you know, we were in the weight room. It was no joking around. There was no smiling, no laughing. Nowadays, kids may take it serious, but they're having more fun with it. So that's why you'll see a Tito, uh, you'll see it with Visdale on the sideline in, like, street clothes. And, you know, you'll see that. And that's not to, like, kind of, you know, differentiate him from being a part of the team. He just liked to see guys have fun and be a part of something that's fun. Also be disciplined, though. He, I mean, he's a disciplinarian, don't get me wrong. But he's also a guy who understands, you know, how young men, you know, how they how they want to enjoy their college life. I mean, they want to have fun. They want to win games. And they're going to work hard. They're going to win games. They're going to, you know. But they they also want to enjoy being a part of a team. They want to have fun. They want to enjoy being – I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I had a high school coach tell me because I'm a high school coach at heart. I had a high school coach tell me that, dude, 90% of these kids are out here to be around their friends and play a sport that they played since they were young. They may not see football as serious and as, you know, uh, finite as I see it. Like, I, you know, you know, because I we grew up in different eras. So you got to kind of take that into account. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, we want to win games. We want to be, you know, number one in the country if we can. But at the same time, Let's make sure these kids enjoy what they're doing, enjoy being here. Because he know at the end of the day that healthy balance is going to help keep kids there. It's going to help get kids there. You know, you go – and I heard Lincoln Riley make a little uh, – kind of like a, a little sneak diss on Nick Saban the other day. He Ooh. said uh, – and he was talking about – who was he? T- he was talking about one of the linebackers, uh, Shane Lee, that transferred from Alabama, who's at USC right now. He was like uh, – no, he was talking about Jalen Hurts when he was at Oklahoma. And he coached Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. He was like, Jalen Hurts came into our locker room and he was really, really serious. He was like, you know, that style works. He was like, but we don't, you know, this that's not how we do that here. He was like, we want you to be loose. This is He was like, this is not the military. You know, this is not life or death. We want you to be loose. We want you to have fun, right? Now we need to do what we need to do. But I always tell, you know, when I was teaching high school kids, we're going to work first. We're going to have fun after that. It don't come, fun don't come before work. But you gotta have that balance because if you don't, you can lose these kids now. Right nowadays, these kids, they wanna have right. fun, man. They, they, you know, they wanna and we not saying that we didn't wanna have fun playing football, but we saw it as a lot more, it was it was a lot more uh simpler. Yeah, it was just, you know, and maybe because of how we grew up, you know, we had coaches who were from a an era before us and they took it serious. Like we couldn't even, when I was in high school, we couldn't even we couldn't smile, we couldn't talk, we couldn't laugh, we couldn't do anything during pregame meal. You listen to your music. If you listen to music, good. If not, keep your head down, eat, focus on what you need to focus on all the way up until seven o'clock or 7:30 kickoff. And we'll joke after the game. But that's how uh, and don't, I was lose. Uh-uh. don't lose. Uh yeah. uh. Yeah. Don't lose. Don't <laughs> lose. Yeah. Because it was quiet on the way back home. Yeah. You you better and and not nowadays, say a yeah. damn word. Right. And, and I'm coaching kids nowadays. And like after the game, they're joking around, they laughing on the bus, and I'm thinking to myself. When I first got in high school coaching, I'm like, man, this is. Uh, I'm not used to this. So I, you know, <laughs> you know I me, mean? I was fresh out of college, so I'm, I'm getting on the, ass. you know, I'm, I'm getting on like what, like what's the, what's funny, you what's know funny? what I'm saying? Yeah. But I see it from both sides now. You know, you gotta have, you gotta live your life, but at the same time, you have to be disappointed if you don't get your job done. Yep. So I don't, you know, I don't, you know, it's a fine line we walk with this generation now when it comes to coaching. It's a really fine line because you can lose them if you're too serious and you can lose them if you're not serious enough, because, you know, you know how kids are. They'll take advantage of that. You know, if they'll, they'll start playing around too much and, you know, you kind of lose your lose your culture a little bit. But so I say that to say Stoops does a good job of, of walking that line. You know, he does a good job of walking that line. And uh, he allows his coaches to have fun, to be loose. He allows his players to be loose, string style. I mean, I went to the Tennessee game, and it's like I never left. You know, Coach Ed and Coach Roth. I mean, it's the same thing. It's, it's loose. It's serious at the same time. It's focused, but it's also we're having fun, too. So it's a, it's a good balance. That bowl game last year
3: said it all to me. Uh, that says it all. You got guys going to portal who still play in the bowl game. Yeah, I don't think there's too many teams that can say that. We got guys, Katie McDaniel's, Derek Casey, all these guys who's going to be gone the day after that. They said they were leaving. Yeah, they, they play in the game.
4: <laughs> they sure did.
3: No, no, they're they're. I would say. There's 0.5% of the players that would have done that in the other institution.
4: I've seen, I'll tell you, it's funny you said that. I've seen one player, and I've how many portal announcements has there been this year? A zillion. I've seen one say, I'm playing my bowl game. It was the wide receiver, dump from Missouri. He's the only one I've seen of the gazillion guys to enter the portal say, I'm finishing my business, and then I'm leaving. And, that's, and,
1: and I think it's funny because, you know, students come from Iowa. You know he sure came to Iowa. He was actually one of uh, Kirk Ferris's players. You know, as we—I mean, this is back in the early '90s, late '80s. We know what type of you know mentality that was. You know, we know, yeah. especially at a school like yeah. Iowa. Yeah. If you are, if you talking about you want to transfer, you getting out of here, man. Get your mm-hmm. you know man. and get out of here. But that, but you know, things have changed, man. It, it's changed a lot, and you know, he does a good job of you know. If the kid, he, especially when, because a lot of times, you know, some kids are transferring because they can, right. they can transfer. And me and my brother was joking the other day. He was like, "Man, some kids are transferring because they want to change the scenery." Yeah, that's that's yeah. why they leave. You know, yeah. we, that that didn't exist to us no. when, we, when I was in college. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. gonna be there unless you unless you just having a hard time get on the field, right. or they want to. In my case, change your position or whatever it may be. You're gonna be there, but right. for these kids nowadays, you know, they. You know, they may want to leave to play somewhere, but you know, a guy like Coach Stoops was giving them a chance. Okay, I know you don't want to leave because you don't like this place. Right. You want to leave because you want to go somewhere and have a chance to play. So, yes, you can play in the bowl game. I think that's yeah. dope. That to yeah. me, that's yeah. that, that's 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 good to me. You know,
4: and that's that's so impressive what they've done with the portal, the two things. I mean, one has there ever been a player that we've looked at and been like, damn how did they let that guy go it's only been guys that were buried on the depth chart and just looking for clock i mean let's be let's be honest about it and all these guys and i hope they do well there's no one on this list right now you were worried a month ago when the nil situation was you know a little questionable you You know dion walker barry on brown dane key are we going to hold on to these guys? They held on to every single starter, the only guys that are going are guys who are on the bottom of the depth chart. So, and those guys don't want to leave. Like Deion Walker and Marion Brown have to say how much they love Kentucky yeah. all the time to make it clear they're not going anywhere. And that's that's culture, man. I mean, look at look at Texas m they got the best NIL situation yeah. in America, and they have like 30 transfers because it's right. hell down there. They don't want to play for Jimbo. Look at the, the culture, does make a difference. It doesn't, it doesn't always, it's not always going to bring you wins, but it's going to bring you you
3: it's going to bring you stability
4: and yeah. that's why they've been able to get better and better each year
3: and we get and we get guys who come here and recruit their old teammates exactly with them when well, you got jock recruiting Keyshawn, dude once keishman went into the portal so i was like come on this is this is where you need to be i yeah. promise you I'm here, I'm here and i'm loving it and he you said it right off the top here. about
4: Kelvin Joseph yep. and uh, Dare Rosenthal, and Kelvin was, you know, Stoops was ready for him to go at the end yep. without he, what he pulled. Yeah. It's
2: crazy, man. Yeah, no, so You said that change of scenery. So I mean, are we talking about JT Daniels? Is that what you're talking about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me, but <buddy. laughs> hey, that's that's a good one, dude. I mean, did you that's guys see? One.
4: And it actually makes sense. But did you guys see North that's Texas's quarterback who just hit the portal today is 29 years old? Yeah. It, no, but it makes sense. He was in the Yankees. He was actually a minor league baseball player with the Yankees for four years, and he didn't start playing. His freshman year was 2018 at 24.
1: Yeah. So he, it's actually only going to yeah. be a
4: fifth year thing. But
1: $20? he was like, uh, what's, the, what's the quarterback That's that up, uh, Oklahoma State back in the day that did that? Oh, man. Back in like, oh, the, I know you're talking about. Back in like 09. Yeah, 08. Uh, uh, well, did he go to the Lions? I thought he was going to be a
3: decent backup. but yeah, no, I know he, he played the league
1: a little bit.
3: But I, yeah, he, he played with Justin bust.
1: Blackman
3: and them. Oh, man. I, I know you're talking about tall kid. Yeah. yeah.
4: Rhett Bomer?
1: No, no, he, he played uh, – what's his name, man? He, <laughs> he went and played baseball, came back, and uh, yep. he was like the oldest quarterback in college football.
3: Oh, man. I, I'll I'll find I I know exactly who you're
1: talking about because I actually thought he was going to be – it wasn't
4: Brandon
3: uh,
1: Weedon was it? Brandon yeah. Whedon. Oh, you know, it was? Said, okay. Yeah. okay. Brandon Whedon, yeah. yeah. Brandon Whedon. He went and played baseball and played. Yeah, and played okay, soccer. yeah, yeah. And he was Came the first-round pick. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Man, I, and I, yeah, and I was, talking, I was talking about this other day. I was like, man, do you know? And I was looking at, you know, guys like um, Stetson Bennett and <laughs> uh, was Tennessee? Henry Hooker. Henry Hooker. And and like, Will you, Levin. Will Nick, Levin.
0: 20, like, Nick 23.
1: Do, do you know how big of an advantage it is because, and I'm sure y'all know, you at 20 or 21 is a totally different guy than you at 24. Yes. Your ability yes. to sit down and focus on things, your ability to just see things from a different perspective. Process. yeah, to sit back and process information. I mean, this is a different ball game. So, uh, you know, those older quarterbacks do have a, a, an advantage. You know, you know, guys on the roster are going to follow, follow you by proxy. Cause you, you, you are sounding different when you are talking to him. Yeah. You are not talking to him like an eighteen or nineteen year old kid. You are talking to him like a a grown man who's six years older than the eighteen year olds on the roster. Yeah. You know what I am saying? I remember I never forget. We got to Kentucky. We had a tight end, and I, he told me how old he was. I am like, this dude got to be lying. I'm, I mean, I, it was like it was like my first. It was like our first day on the field in the summer. I was like, ain't no way he twenty five years old. You know? It's no way he twenty five. I was like, this dude twenty five. Like, that's crazy. That's seven years older than I was at that time. Grown man. Grown man. I was I was already into my third year calling plays in high school football at 25. And this kid is still on a, a, a college roster <laughs> at 25.
0: You right. know what
1: I'm saying? So that's that's crazy. But it goes, you know, it's, it's a perfect storm for them because they get a chance to sit back, observe, okay, this is what it is. Now when they get to the league, you know – it's not they're not a normal rookie they are no they they're not rookies they they are they new to the nfl but they they got a you know kind of an idea of how things work so you know shout out to them man of uh milking those college years
2: (laughs) (laughs) man we few episodes back man we asked Jalen, you know van how how he was as a hooper i know you're a track guy but how were you when you got out there and hooped a little bit because i'll I don't know. What was the scout report on you when you was hoofing? I had, we got a coach, high
3: school coach in here. I think two years after I graduated, I had the longest standing record of the old regime. His son broke. I had the most three pointers in the half. So I was a shooter. I did not trust my handle. I could play defense and rebound. I was a six, eight high jumper. So I could jump. And I had a shot. Um, I was a straight shooter. I was stroke your eyes out all day, but um, I could not dribble. I, you know, you can dribble. Everybody can dribble. What well, I'm talking about when someone playing great defense on you? Nah, I, oh, <laughs> give me give me a screen Let <laughs> me curl, and then I'm a one dribble shot. But nah, not people don't understand, man. Jay, I don't know Jalen played point guard. I had to play point once. You don't understand the amount of dribble and amount of mental drain it takes for you to have to dribble up that ball the whole length of the court. It seems like it easy, but even if no one is on you, just the amount of mental anguish you have to make. You got to get everybody in the, same, in the right spot. You got to make sure you initiate the offense properly. What if you're supposed to go left, but they're overplaying left and then you got to think, OK, can I go this way or should I drive? it's, it's too much, man. And I, I'd rather just run down a spot up.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh you know, I, I played point guard a little bit, but I was like you, man, I was a shooter. You know, I was, I was a straight shooter. I could play some point guard from a standpoint of, you know, cause I played quarterback my whole life, getting everybody lined up that type of thing. But man, I wanted to catch that ball in the wing and release, man. That's what oh. I wanted to do. That's all. That's what I wanted to do. So yeah, you know, um, but it is it, it it's a lot of translation from point guard to quarterback. You see a lot of guys go from pitcher in baseball, they play mm-hmm. point guard in basketball, and they play quarterback in, you know in football, uh because there, there's a lot of carryover uh with that. So you oh, know, fast guess, break, we cool. We running, <laughs> we playing
3: pickup, <laughs> will play point. Yeah. Cause now I'm running, but when I got a yeah. Protect the ball. Uh-uh. That that that's 20 dribbles, man. Nah. I can get five dribbles to the rim. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Yeah. Uh-uh. If we run <laughs> i play point, then I can magic Johnson on you, but nah, <laughs> nah. Set? No. No way.
2: Mm-mm. <laughs> gotta ask you too with, with this Arctic blast of cold weather that we're about to get. Yeah.
0: Gotta,
2: gotta take you back to your time in the league because you played for the bears so you were in what was then the nfc central nfc north now but you had course chicago of course green bay minnesota and detroit um, you know indoors as always but was the coldest game you ever played in in chicago or green bay or was it some other city that was colder that you well i just had the story with my coaches
3: this year I was lucky to play Green Bay early. So we played it when it was warm.
0: That is lucky.
3: All right. We played, and I I have a buddy who played with Buffalo. We played Buffalo in the preseason. Had a great game. Gabe Northern was an LSU player that I played Little League football with. He played at Buffalo. All right. We played Buffalo. Had to be November-ish. Chicago Bears are so damn cheap. We had two blowers. You know the little the little two-blowers. Now, it's in the teams. We have two-blowers. Buffalo brings the damn heated benches. We're at home, and you look across the damn way, and Buffalo has better resources than the home team does. They have heated. Wow. They have the whole sideline with heated benches, and we got 20 people on each side trying to warm our hands on a damn blower. How cheap of an organization are you when they have to bring a truck to bring those blowers and we don't even have any of them. Wow. It was blasphemy. I, I do. I can't. We in high school, we had a high school game. It was 30 something. And we had blowers. This is high school. Wow. How can an NFL team have the same damn blowers we had in high school? <laughs> it made no damn sense. Man, I'm going to see the coldest game. The coldest I've ever been for a football game is Minnesota. Oh. Now, obviously, it was indoor, but dude. <laughs> minnesota is no joke it had it had to be 10 but when she was 15 below dude nope no
4: minnesota, thanks
3: Minnesota, that's a reason why they have an indoor facility because dude yeah, it's it it, cold there. Uh, they had
4: to play it. those two years at at UM, and they it was that playoff game against Seattle was in the like negative nine with a wind chill. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, years we, ago. Like, it was
1: brutal man. I, I played at I played at UM once when I was at Easter. Oh right, But the coldest game i ever, you know actually the coldest game that we ever played, which we didn't play in this because we played in the indoor, was when we went to Northern Iowa in the playoffs. Uh, man, we stepped off the bus and it was, in the, it was like, it was like 12 degrees. We was I'm so glad we're in this dome, dog. I remember we went to, um, actually my senior year at Eastern, we played a home game. It was snowing all day. It was like a slight blizzard. It was in the twenties. Our head coach said, he told us, he was like, you know what? He was like, we're going to punk them out by not having heaters. They're going to be over there with heaters. We're not going to have heaters. It's 20 <laughs> degrees. Feels like 12, feels like 11. We're not gonna they're gonna look over and say we some tough SOB. I'm like, coach, you know, quarterbacks and centers and snappers don't want to hear that, man. We need we need heaters though. Nah. We need heaters, man. Like it was absolutely freezing out there. I'll never forget that. But uh he wanted to he wanted to be this tough guy and not have not have heaters uh while they over there, you know, running warm guys in the game. <laughs>
3: you know, his like, ass man, probably had six layers on with with, with thermal discs and
1: thermal fit Nike and and you got no sleeves on with no heat, man. I, I know I know you know about this, but uh, you know, we were doing we was trying every trick in the book, you know, put the put the uh the the heat packs in your you know in yeah. your in your socks. <laughs> you know, you the, you know they, they was using a tiger bomb everywhere. Yep, yep. It. Uh cayenne pepper. People was using cayenne pepper. Oh Putting it where? I wasn't doing that, but they was putting it like in a in the socks and in the gloves. Really? No, yeah, I, I was that. like, y'all going a little bit too far for me, but uh, you know, the, the tiger bomb and the, the heat yes. packs, you know, yeah, and you know, was... it, and you know, people do the uh, Vaseline. the uh, the Vaseline, yeah, they'll Damn. do the Vaseline, then put sleeves on or whatever. Dude, you slatter that with the Bears, dude, you yeah. come out there looking like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they
1: they was doing everything, but yeah, man, it's you know, yeah, I looked it up, man. I mean, you know, in Atlanta, Georgia, on Saturday, is going to be. Eight degrees. Um, well,
4: I am one. My so, mom lives in Florida, and that's where I'm at for Christmas. So, uh, oh wow! Good luck to all y'all. Really, eight degrees here. It's gonna uh-huh. be
3: cold here here tomorrow. It's gonna be in the. It's supposed to drop to the teens yeah, tonight.
4: It, it, it's supposed to be like sixty this weekend, which is cold for here. But I'm a, you know I grew up in Connecticut, so like I'll take sixty. So, oh yeah, that's
2: those nice. Florida people will be yeah. bundled up at sixty. Be, oh
3: yeah, that starter
2: jacket, Ooh. dude. When I was young. Starter jacket
3: was the the end thing, like the cool thing to wear. Yeah. You we wore starter jackets because a lot of people, 50 degrees were cold. <laughs> that was their leather coat. That there. you brought your favorite team, but you wore that. If it was, you know, sometimes it'll dip into the 40s for a couple hours, you put that joke on, man. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
4: Now there's going to be a lot of that around yeah. here this weekend, but yeah. I'll trade it for yeah. what's going up all- <laughs>
3: for sure.
2: You know, you know van you and i vh we're, we're the older guys on this panel right here but everybody knows he's young as these dudes are everybody knows franco harris i mean yeah he look van we were young when he retired i mean we didn't yes. we didn't really see him but we know about him and what those teams did and to for him to pass away right before the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception Steelers are playing the Raiders this weekend. They go first of all, his jersey should have been retired. I did not know his jersey. I didn't know retired. it either. But you know everybody was gonna be back for that. When you land in Pittsburgh at the airport, it's a Franco statue yeah. at the airport. Yep. And for him to pass right before all of these flowers that he should have already had, but he was about to get them. Oh, just I saw Tony Dungy's tweet that morning. I was like, oh man.
3: Yeah, that, that one hurt. I was, now, I'm a little older than you, I think, Vinny. I was still a Stiller fan because I was a Terry Bradshaw fan. Terry Bradshaw played a lot of so I knew Terry from there. So I became a Terry Bradshaw. I guess I shouldn't say I became. My dad was a Terry Bradshaw fan because he, he played Louisiana. So I followed him, and I was still a Stiller fan. And the, Franco was that dude, man, back, back in the early 80s, as when I was watching the early 80s. Um, to 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 hear it. Now I don't know, is it his number been retired or Jersey? Cause I think it's a number, not a Jersey deal. Cause I think I think that's why he hasn't been honored because they're retiring his number in the and I don't think teams like retiring numbers because it, then it just takes one of all the all the selection bin, I guess. But um that immaculate reception, how many damn times have you seen that replay? It, that replay is every year without well, a shadow of a doubt. You seeing that catch with the camera doesn't show the football at all. It just shows them, mm-hmm. the ball, which was a bunch of crap. There's an angle of that damn football that no one wants to release. And um, it's just crazy how, yeah, how things happen in life, man. That's why you handle, you handle your people early, give them their roses. There's no thing at all. We give them these roses to her. No, give it to them while you can, because you might wait too late and now he can't reap the benefits yeah. of see how everyone feels about him on that stage. Now, he knows how everybody feels about him, but there's nothing like walking in that stadium and having everybody cheer you on in that moment with yeah. your family.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like, you know, a lot of young people might not know franco like i said he retired when i was six but still you see that play but he was when he retired he was 192 yards behind jim brown for being the all-time leading russian nfl history he's more it's more tuned in that play like you right. said he was that dude he was a <laughs> hall of famer 12,000 yards rushing four super bowls sparked the dynasty as I mean, as important to them as as Bradshaw and Lynn yeah. and Mean Joe and all the rest of these names that we know right off the top of our head, yeah. he was he was pivotal to to what they were doing back then.
3: At a time when rushing for a thousand yards actually meant something, you know. Now add these games, you. I mean, you. I think you don't have the average like seventy yards a game or something to get to a thousand. That wasn't the case back then. So. To, to get 12,000 dude is ridiculous with the amount of games he
2: played. Yeah, absolutely. So couldn't do this episode without talking about Franco in addition to everything else we talked about, but man covered up a whole bunch of stuff and got all the news with the portal and the signing day and everything looking nice going forward for kentucky you know get the bowl game and roll on in spring practice and you know on paper like like Jalen said this roster just topped the roster we was impressed with last year so uh we you know it's like you said van seven and five you, you slipped to seven and five and that's you know and look years ago too look uh, I think they went to Kentucky. Went to a Hall of Fame bowl and played Wisconsin, like nineteen eighty. Yep, eighty four. always games.
4: talks about
2: that. Yeah, with yeah, nine games with Jerry Claiborne. You look at all those years. Stop. Eighty four. Stop. No, no, no. I'm, those I'm, years. I'm, I'm just gonna. But <laughs> I'm just saying, look how many years it took. Two years to win seven or eight games, like eighty five, eighty six. You go, you go, three and five, and four and six. It, it took you two years combined to win seven. Yep. You go five and five and you go three and seven. You go two and eight and you go four. It's so many years after 84. It took two years to win seven or eight or 10. And now we're, like you said, disappointed after a seven win.
3: Hey, I won 15 games in four years. Think about that for a second. I won 15 games. And one of those years were six. So three years, I won nine games. Hey. The fan
4: base right now, you just go on social media, you go around Lexington, you know, wherever. They are more jacked about Kentucky football in the month of December, not even really caring about the bowl game than yeah. they are about the basketball team right now.
3: Yeah.
4: That's just the facts. That's how – what they're doing on the trail. That's, that's how big of an impact it's having right now in the city. I'm telling you.
3: Given Devin Leary, dude, that – Big time. That's I, – I can't, I can't believe we got the number one quarterback in the portal.
2: Number I, one, can't, I can't believe he got the number really one crazy.
3: anything in anything. I mean, seriously, the number one anything usually goes to Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, blah, blah, blah. For the number one anything in the history of college sports to come to Kentucky, I don't even think Tim Couch was the number one recruit when he came no. out, right? Nope. No. Was he the number one quarterback? I don't think so. Uh, so Yeah, I don't think so. The number one anything, dude, is coming to Kentucky. It's crazy.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, two crazy times, man. I think, <laughs> right. yeah, I you know, I get a vibe, and obviously, I don't live in Lexington, but you know, I don't know if anyway, I say that. anyway. I get a, I get a football has uh, football has surpassed basketball in a lot of ways when it comes to what the fans see in their mind's eye. Yeah. You know they they rather, they're they're more excited. I think a lot of people are fed up a little bit with yeah. uh, what's going on on that court. But I think um, football from a from at least the, the fans that I'm privy to online, uh, I think there the the fanfare has surpassed basketball's it fanfare. Uh, yeah,
0: and I'm there, not living there, the lesson. there's no break. No, no break
1: I, from football.
0: Right, there's yeah. no you break from
3: end of season to nil no. to portal to early signing period, to yeah. then February. Remember, we finished. You had to wait all the way to February. That was a dead right. period. Yeah. There's no dead period now. Yeah,
4: really. It's, it's just it's yeah,
3: football all the time. Yeah, yeah.
4: And, and yeah, there's real reason to be optimistic. And let's face it, until the basketball team starts winning games and not doing the same damn thing every year, you know, they're sick and tired of it. It was. I bet you I wasn't in Lexington yet in 2012. I bet it was the same thing vice versa, but right now it's, it is a football town. It's not disputable. I'm telling you as I'm going to lose five minutes away from Kroger field, that is, it is the deal right now. The basketball fans will show up. Rupp arena. I wasn't there last night, but from what I heard, it was as good of a crowd of for Florida A&M, but you know what? I guarantee you a lot of the conversations in the seats are about, can you believe we got Devin Leary? Can you right. believe Ray Davis is coming here? I mean, I'm telling you, that is that is the vibe right now. And even just talking to – I was at the Garden covering the game against UCLA last weekend, and even I'm talking to the guys on the beat about football. <laughs> we're not even talking about the basketball team unless we're cracking jokes about how I could probably hit more free throws. I mean, that that's just – that's <laughs> where
2: it's at right now. That's it. So, it is It is what oh. it is. And, look, man, oh. Like, like, look, Jalen. You said crazy times. That's that's no way to, you know, no other way to sum it up. But we enjoyed chopping it up, man. Van, appreciate you hopping on here. Tell everybody where they can hear you and and Anthony White, man. Tell them about the locker. Wednesdays, nine p.m. Eastern Standard
3: Time. If you want to see anything, is on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. You can find it on LinkedIn. Wednesdays 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You want to see some unfiltered, unrehearsed, unprepared for? Just two guys in the locker room, just chopping up like you. Would, you will hear a locker room conversation. Tune in Wednesdays 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's it is, it's a good time. I promise you.
2: Yeah, y'all been cool enough to let me come on there with y'all. It was always fun. Uh, Jalen, man, two-time author, coach, training. Tell everybody where they can find what you're doing.
1: Yeah, man. Um, Btgquarterbacktraining.com. You know, got a book prepared and a book signed. Um, Student athlete. You know, any sport. Go get that book prepared. Um, You know, a lot of things that's being being told in a book that you won't be told anywhere else. Uh, If you're a football player or a quarterback specifically uh, in high school looking to get recruited, or you're in the recruiting process, um, go get signed on Btg. QuarterbackTrainer.com, every tip and trick and every ounce of knowledge that I have gained throughout the process of my recruiting, uh, my two brothers' recruiting process, um, all in a, a short book, you know, full of knowledge. So go get those. Um, you know, if you're if you're a quarterback or you know of any high school quarterbacks that that need assistance on the field virtually, uh, you know qb underscore btg on instagram and twitter uh let's let's get them right
2: and ag man at thecatspaws.com. you've been busy creating our content Tell everybody where they can find you and and what you got queued up to post next man
4: we got twitter at a 99 always i'll be in nashville for the music city bowl covering that and then yeah, man, it's all it's all basketball, really. Obviously, when football news comes in, I'll be all over it. But hitting the road, SEC play. So I'm looking forward to uh to, I think six or seven road games, whatever it is. Uh going down to Tuscaloosa, uh Tennessee in the next couple of weeks. So should be fun.
2: Good stuff. And y'all can find this episode as soon as it drops. Believe.com, wherever you get your podcast. Follow at Believe in Kentucky on Twitter. We got merch, we got cat daddy shirts the logo designed by one Jalen Whitlow. So go to shop.lead.com, get yourself some merch, available in blue, white, or gray sizes, all available there. So get yourself a cat daddy's t-shirt and tell your friends you heard about us on Believe in Kentucky, tell them to follow, tell them to listen, all that good stuff. Van, can't thank you enough. Fellas, appreciate it all. Everybody be safe. Be warm over these next couple days, and we'll see y'all next time on Believe in Kentucky.